For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Hey, before we get into our segment on new shopping experiences on Facebook and Instagram with Allie Bloyd, we'd like to let you know that the Social Media Marketing Society is now open. So now is the time to uh, for marketers to maybe change their strategies up. Maybe the tried and true methods that you've been doing may be not working anymore. So your solution will be the society. It's from your friends at Social Media Examiner. Where we have thousands of marketers come in, in there and they receive their training and support that we, we all kind of group together. It's a great learning place to learn. It's a great place to ask questions of your fellow marketers. So if you're really interested in this, and I think you really need to check it out, go to socialmediasociety.info. That's socialmediasociety.info. We would love to see you there. So much great training is, is on there. And Grace, I know you're in there quite a bit as well, but we have a lot of trainings like Allie is actually getting ready to drop another training over there in the society. So if you really like the session day, make sure you go to socialmediasociety.info and check it out. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the show. I'm Jeff C. And I'm Grace Duffy. And we are excited today to be joined by Allie Bloyd, and we're going to explore Facebook shops and shops on Instagram. So if you don't know who Allie is, she is a Facebook ads expert who specializes in helping local businesses with their marketing. She's the founder of Allie Bloyd Media, a local business agency that focuses on content marketing, social media marketing, and lead generation. Allie, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me again. Always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, we've got some exciting things. You guys are going to love this show because we're talking all about some really cool things that was just talked about uh, over on the Facebook kind of news. Grace does a great job of gathering this all together. So, Grace, kick us off and tell us what this uh, awesome new news we get from Facebook. Absolutely. So Facebook actually announced a handful of updates this past Tuesday. It was a live video by none other than founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg. He rolled out a bunch of new online shopping and e-commerce tools. And as you may recall, Jeff, at the beginning of the year, this is one of the things that Facebook highlighted as one of its priorities. They said over the next decade, Mm -hmm. they're hoping to build uh, more commerce and payments tools so that every business has access to the same technology previously only available to big companies. And this week, Facebook made that wish a reality by rolling out several new shopping experiences on its platforms. The goal, of course, was to help small businesses and to make it easier for people to discover and shop for the things they love all within Facebook's family of apps. So that would be Facebook and Instagram. And the main product being announced was called Facebook Shop. So it lets retailers upload their entire product catalog to their Facebook page or business Instagram profile. 
Uh, so they can either do that on their own or with the help of third party tools such as Shopify, Big Commerce, WooCommerce, and a ton more. Uh, there are um, within there. So once you get in there, users can browse, save their faves, shop entire collections, and even where it's available, check out directly within Facebook or Instagram, all in one place. So this is the official announcement of shops. Facebook was kept saying that they're creating these, that it is free and simple to create these shops. So right in the official announcement, they must have said at least multiple times free, emphasize on free. However, when we dug deeper into this, we read uh, there's an article in TechCrunch, which is quoting Facebook's vice president of ads, Dan Levy. And now he's quoted as saying, while the company will charge a small fee mm. on each purchase, which is not free, <laughs> small <laughs> fee, right. uh, the real monetization will come from driving more ads. So, Ali, help us figure this out. What's the deal? Is it fee or free? Like, which one? <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, it's a little bit of a combination, if we're honest. Um, most platforms that allow you to use the systems that they've already created to expose your products to more consumers typically have some similar structure. So on Etsy, for instance, they charge charge you a small flat rate fee for each product that you have on your store. So Facebook is actually charging you only when a transaction is processed. They're not charging you to actually set up the store or house the products on the store. So I think that's kind of the main difference. Um, it is doing something similar that other platforms do, but having it there is free. But ultimately, you know, we're not having it there to look pretty. We're using it to try and drive additional sales. So if you do make those sales, then they're going to charge you a 5% fee on anything over $8, but then they're going to charge you a flat rate 40 cent fee on anything under $8. So it's not huge. They're saying that it covers taxes and payment processing right. fees. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to assume that's only if someone checks out directly through Facebook checkout, because if they're not using Facebook checkout, they really have no control in terms of processing fees that something like Stripe would be charging you. Uh, so I do believe that that part most likely only applies to checkout. It's not crystal clear at the moment, but that's what I'm thinking. So ultimately it's a mix, but it's really a pay per performance type of model in my opinion. Gotcha. So there is some concern about business owners, you know, because they're kind of hinted that like real monetizations for Facebook is going to come from their ads. So if a small local business, which I know is one of your specialties, if it doesn't run ads or meet a certain threshold for an ad spend, will their Facebook shop still be shown or will it not be given preference? You know, what are your thoughts on this? What do you think about how Facebook's going to treat those shop owners? Because a lot of times they give something really nice at the beginning and then they start charging for it. It's true. And ultimately, I think it's fairly similar to what would happen to a local business that's advertising on Facebook versus not advertising. So if you just look at the profile in general, the profile or the business page is really going to house this Facebook shop. So businesses who don't advertise um, or advertise with a significant dollar amount, just naturally, they're going to have fewer visits to their business page. Because when you're putting your business out there, when you're allowing that direct response 
marketing to work for you, where they can simply click the link to your business page when they see your ad, you naturally get a pretty significant increase in profile or business page views, as well as messages. So that's one type of comparison I would make. When you are advertising, you're simply exposing your store to a larger number of people. So of course, that's going to improve the monetization. However, businesses who may have a nice organic audience, I'm going to say specifically on Instagram, because we know organic reach is virtually non-existent on Facebook at this point, you still could get views and sales without advertising. I think it really depends on ultimately the traffic that you're getting to your store, which most people are using paid traffic, especially on Facebook. So I think in terms of the new tools that they're adding that will allow people to find shops that maybe they didn't seek out intentionally Mm. or they didn't come to directly from an ad really only time will tell. So a couple of features like the ability to find shops on the Instagram Explore page, Mm -hmm. that's something new that's coming out with this. I would probably say that the Explore page will be similar to what's already on the Explore page where shops are concerned. So you're either going to find content that has been engaged with a lot of times or they could give precedence to large advertisers. I don't really know how that's going to work yet, but I would say that those are probably the only instances where it would impact you Mm -hmm. is with those tools that they are rolling out to help people find shops more easily. Gotcha. Well, and I think probably because they have with this press announcement and everything, they really did hone in on small businesses. If they do start, you know, charging a lot and I think it's going to happen later because I think right now they want to have that good, press, I guess, of like, we're really helping the small businesses out. So I'm I'm sorry, I'm going to probably butcher your name. Pretraline asks, are there still rules as what is not allowed to be sold? Or is this purely e-commerce? So that's a great question. So in terms of what you can sell versus what you can't sell, that is going to continue to apply to the existing rules based on my knowledge. So you're not going to be able to sell firearms or, Mm. you know, any of those types of products that are already not really allowed to be advertised in general. On the e-commerce side, that is really what it's going to be. This tool is only for people who are selling directly online and shipping their products. So I know we'll talk a little bit about this in a few minutes, Mm -hmm. but that is one of the major differences in terms of this tool versus what already existed is this is specifically for someone who will be shipping their products. Gotcha. Another great question from uh, Annalisa asked this question. She goes, Are you, can you sell something directly from Instagram or Facebook without having a store somewhere else like Shopify, Etsy, etc.? Yeah, so that's actually the cool feature that is involved with this new rollout. So they already had an existing Facebook store, Instagram store type of option. So I see this as more of like an expansion of features and kind of like a a relaunch of something they already had, but they have new and improved tools. In the past, you couldn't do that. It had to direct to an external site where that's ultimately where the sale was going to take place. Then they added the ability to buy through Messenger. So they did add that into the Facebook store. Now in the US only right now, 
um, you will be able to enable Facebook checkout. So this is not something that automatically comes with this. It's a separate piece that you have to enable. You have to actually be approved for it. But if you are, they will be able to pay directly on Facebook, see your products, see the description, scroll through the photos. Uh, so it will function like a separate e-commerce platform. They never need to leave. And all of those payments, transactions, disputes will all be handled directly in Facebook itself. Very cool. So Facebook shop is very closely related even in its name, to what has already been rolled out in mm -hmm. the past, which was Facebook page shops, which I, I, I presume that's been around for a while because I know there are different businesses that do already sell online. So yes. what is the difference between Facebook shop and Facebook page shops? Like, <laughs> it definitely like, is confusing. So um, kind of like what I just mentioned, I feel as though this is just an expansion on what already existed. We called it just the Facebook store. It was a tab on your Facebook business page that would allow you to connect a product catalog. You would upload that product catalog and those products were featured on the store. So like I just mentioned, you did have to go to an external site in order to purchase that. Mm -hmm. But even businesses that didn't sell directly online, if they just wanted to showcase their products, that was something that they could use it for. That's something that we've used it for clients in the past. Um, if they're a retailer, but they're not selling online, but we still want to make sure that their selection is out there and that we can enable dynamic product ads. That was a really big reason that we were using those. So that was kind of the original Facebook store or Facebook shop. It was mainly for dynamic product ads or showcasing mm -hmm. your selection. So then they added the Instagram shop feature. I believe it was maybe two years ago right, right. and it allowed you to tag products mm -hmm. in Instagram in a post. I believe you could do it in a story too, and it would allow someone to go to that product or that product page. So it's still all was based on your Facebook product catalog. So that's kind of like the core of this. You have to have that catalog. You have to have your business Instagram profile connected in business manager. Um, so several different setup aspects that have to happen, but that was kind of what the original looked like. This is a little bit different in a couple of ways. So the first one being the ability to do checkout directly within Facebook and Instagram. That is a pretty big feature. And that is only available in the US right now, but I'm sure they're going to roll that out as they work out some of the bugs. The next difference is mainly the reporting and the insights about your store. So especially if you're using checkout, you're going to be able to see all your financial data, see the products that are being sold most frequently. I'm sure it's going to showcase user data in terms of this person is spending X amount of dollars with you demographically versus this type of person. So it should be able to give you some really great insights. Mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty cool feature. And then obviously just the internal payment mechanism is significantly different. But I do think that the features they've added to allow people to discover the stores is one of the main differences. So a lot of people 
didn't even know that they had this already existing because it was honestly never really promoted. It was never really widely used or accepted. It was a nice feature, but even retailers themselves, they weren't using it um, very effectively. I'm sure e-commerce and strictly online businesses were using it a lot more to their advantage than a local business was going to, but it just never got a lot of airtime. So you now are going to be able to discover these shops through the Instagram Explore page. They're also going to have options on Facebook directly. Um, They're going to be, you know, essentially kind of suggesting things to you that may match what you're looking for. They're going to add a shop tab that will let you filter based on what you're looking for, the product categories, the colors, sizes, all of those things. So the ability to search and the ability to be served new suggestions on stores, I think is, you know, one of those major differences. Mm -hmm. Uh, They also added the commerce manager into ads manager, which I didn't have to use before when I set up a product catalog. So that's more like where the actual selling is going to be taking place. Gotcha. We have a great question from Alexa over on YouTube. This is a great nerdy question because I love these kinds. So how would tracking work? Is it possible to integrate it with Google Analytics and merge Shopify sessions with Facebook shops? Because I know a lot of e-commerce people who've already done e-commerce probably have a a Shopify. That's one of the most popular ones out there. So how is this going to like integrate with that? Yeah. So you've got really two different options. You can integrate directly with your Shopify store. It's still going to allow you to do an external, you know, direct to Mm -hmm. that existing store, or you could opt to keep it in Facebook, but it will sync with Shopify. So you don't have to re-add those products if they already exist in one of their connecting e-commerce platforms. So in terms of Google Analytics, I'm sure it's going to be probably... Uh, worked out internally between them. Mm -hmm. I would believe it would be fairly easy to see. However, Facebook is going to have their own metrics and their own data within the system. So because they're not actually going to your website, you know, it probably is not going to be tracked directly on analytics unless you are sending them to that external store from your Facebook shop. If they do it all within Facebook, you're still going to get the same type of data. You're going to see who these people are in terms of their age, gender, demographics. Um, You're going to see how much they're spending, potentially other things that they're shopping for. But it's going to be all within that one insights and metrics platform that they've set up just for this. Gotcha. Yeah. And Shopify already has some really great analytics for all their stuff. If you ever played in their back end, uh, they're kind of their stats they have. So here's a great question. uh, And you kind of, you touched on this before, but I think it's something we really need to uh, explain to make sure people understand. And this is from Irene. She goes, can individuals have access to this shoppable function? Must it be business IG account or Facebook page? And I believe you said, yes, it has to be well, I mean, if you're going to do on Instagram, it has to be a business account. And yes, it has to be a business page on Facebook, correct? Yes. So a couple of different restrictions. So first, you have to be an admin for the Facebook business page that is connected to the Facebook shop. If you want to use this feature, you also have to be an admin in the business manager. You can't be some other role. You've got to be an admin of the entire business manager in order to set it up. You also have to make sure that you're managing your Facebook page catalog and your business manager in the same account. It can't be like a shared asset. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to have to approve you. So even if you have an Instagram business profile, 
doesn't necessarily mean you're just approved to have all of these features. Um, I think the first thing we need to clarify is that this is a rollout and they're actually notifying people when it's going to be available for them. At least that's what they say. So I haven't been notified, but I do have the commerce manager. I already have catalogs and stuff like that set up. So maybe they've just gone ahead and added those options to pages or ad accounts that already have a product catalog, but that's what they're saying they're doing. They are going to be notifying people who are eligible and they're also going to be approving people who are going to be able to do this. I think the restrictions are far more detailed when it comes to selling directly through Facebook. Mm -hmm. They want to make sure that you actually have enough inventory in order to sell what you're trying to sell. They don't want to sell 500 of a unit that only has a hundred in inventory because that's going to come back on them. Or at least people are going to be a lot more frustrated about that (laughs) um, and all of those refunds. So you do need to go ahead and add that Facebook shop to your business page. If you want to have the opportunity to get this option at all, that's just done in your page settings. Mm -hmm. Um, You would just add that tab to your sidebar where your reviews and posts and all of those things are going to be. And then um, if you are selling directly online, they are going to actually look at shipping policies, make sure that you're shipping when they want you to ship, making sure that people will receive their goods in X amount of days. And they're going to be looking at refund and return policies as well. So I wouldn't say that this is a super seamless integration. If you already sell online, it might be a little bit easier because you may have some of these things already in place and very clear in order to show someone else. But um, if you're getting this set up for the first time, I would expect that there are probably going to be a few bumps in the road or some disapprovals or some approval waiting time. But all you can do is just follow the steps that they outline and see what happens since it is a newer feature or an expansion on a feature. Gotcha. So uh, just a couple of things that uh, eventually, and you talked about it's just rolling, it's going to roll out. There's going to be some approval and all sorts of things. But eventually, Zuckerberg said that these shops are going to be accessible across the entire Facebook family, including Messenger and WhatsApp, which is pretty cool. That's going to be really nice for customer service, tracking deliveries and and support. So let's talk about the merchant terms. You kind of, you know, hinted to some of that stuff. So we've been hearing from retailers and like crafters making handmade items. There's going to be uh, like restrictions on fulfillment, shipping and returns. I mean, they're going to have it. So like you can't wait a month to ship an item. And that's going to be, I mean, uh, like on Etsy, a lot of that stuff is handmade and, and crafted and it it's like made to order. It's not like mm-hmm. you don't have inventory for that. So do you have any insights on like how crafters and maybe makers are going to be able to use this or should they just not worry about it and stick with Etsy? You know, it really is a great question and something you're going to have to consider. I really believe that they should have made this a little bit more accessible for those made-to-order products because a lot of local businesses are doing things like that. You would either have to have existing inventory that you wanted to focus on. Maybe you want to do some test runs of certain products. So the thing is, you don't have to upload 
every product that you sell. You can specify which products you even want to have online. That's where the product catalog comes into play. Mm-hmm. So my entire store that I typically would offer in a bricks and mortar setting doesn't have to go into this Facebook shop. It is something I can select individually. So for instance, I just ordered some like handcrafted goat soaps and you know mm-hmm. milk facial creams from a local person yesterday. I found them from a Facebook group. I was looking for some, like some custom made art and she reached out and anyhow, her stuff is handmade, but she does have inventory for each of these. So if you have a lot of SKUs, you may not want to even focus on any of those. Maybe it's just your best selling items. Mm. If they're your best selling items and they're not customized each one, you may want to just focus on those. Um, There are some people that they do engraving or they do, you know, just some type of customization to a product that would already exist. So maybe they make that base product or maybe they order it and then they customize it. If you at least have an inventory of those base products, then just look at the time that would take you to customize each one and then be realistic in terms of how fast you're going to be able to ship those out. I personally think that a lot of the businesses who may want to use it, which they specified that this was for small businesses and local businesses. Mm -hmm. In my experience, all of the retailers that I've worked with, they have never had e-commerce capabilities set up. So that's definitely not necessarily a reflection of the entire market. But I do know that every retailer I've ever spoken with or worked with they're not set up to sell online. They find it overwhelming and confusing, especially if they have a lot of SKUs. So I think that getting businesses who have never been online to now set this up and have these shipping practices already in place, it's going to be a little bit difficult. So what you're going to have to do is decide if you want to do this. And if you do want to do it, which products are actually going to work within their shipping terms and conditions And you probably want to practice your processes and really get your shipping processes down. Because if you don't have somebody that's going to focus on, you know, knowing exactly when new orders come in and then starting to work on those things right away, making sure that there's a very clear path to getting those things picked up or dropped off, you're not going to have an easy time of doing this. The shipping aspect is probably the biggest difference because if You just have people purchasing from your store. That's not something you've had to think about. You may not know what to charge for shipping because is it going to be based on weight? Is it going to be based on size? What if people order multiple things? So there are definitely some major considerations. I do think that at this point, I would hope that most of the bricks and mortar retailers have either already begun the process of setting up e-commerce or have fully switched over, or at bare minimum, realize how important it really is for them. If your store has been closed for a month, two months, whatever it may be, I really hope you see how important it is to be able to sell things directly online. And it doesn't mean that you have to make that your entire business, but it's a great backup plan. And it's also a great additional way to drive revenue to those products and expand the territory in which you can sell. I mean, even being able to go out 20, 30 miles 
that can add hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people to your audience, which is always a consideration with local business. And then maybe it opens up your ability to sell anywhere in the world, which could be a significant change for you in terms of, you know, the revenue that you could produce. Those are all great points, Allie. We got a lot of people in the comments going, this is great. Thank you, Truth. So uh, (laughs) thanks, everybody, for your feedback on this. So great comments here. So in the announcement, Facebook really emphasized that this was built for small businesses in mind. So local, small, local businesses, right? Now, by all means, any business, any retailer, if you've got a product to sell, can take advantage of these tools as well. So it is open to people with any size business or any budget. Uh, They can bring the, this is a quick way or easy, quick way, ideally, to bring your business online and connect with customers. Now, Ali, you are the expert on local marketing. Could you give us some recommendations on how local businesses can get started with this if they're interested and how can they make shops effective? And we also have a question from on Facebook from Irene O. She's asking if there's any legal implications for rolling this out to market and maybe some of the uh, restrictions or challenges that these businesses should be aware of before jumping in. Yeah. So um, I'll kind of cover that all together. So in terms of, you know, local businesses, should you be using it? If you're a marketer, should you be offering this to your clients? I think that this could potentially be a good way to suggest helping them take their business online. So one of the biggest challenges they have is simply the lack of understanding of how these platforms work, how to set these things up, how to even set up a Stripe account or how to connect, you know, two platforms together. I mean, it really depends on the, you know, the level of knowledge that a business has about online marketing, but for most even if they're well educated, the technical aspects may be outside of their wheelhouse. So you as a marketer, most likely, um, could offer this as a way to help them, even if their website is not set up for e-commerce. So what we've experienced in the past, um, a lot of clients we have use WordPress and WooCommerce would be the obvious choice for them. However, if you can't sell all of your products online, then you really can't, you, it's like an all or nothing type of thing. So if you actually want to showcase all of your products with those photos, descriptions, attributes in a way that looks e-commerce, it's difficult without custom solutions to just pick and choose which ones you want to sell. So for that reason, a lot of businesses are not set up on their website at all. Um, and this could be a good option for them to still showcase everything on their site but then have another place where they can pick and choose what they want to sell and maybe even use it in a way as market research on things that um, there might be a higher demand for. I do think that it's important to not build a part of your business around a third party that you don't control. So Facebook and Instagram, while they are huge giants in this space, we don't know the future and we also don't know the future of the decisions that they will impose on us, such as, you know, what you were talking about, Jeff, with will they increase rates mm-hmm. over time? You know, you don't know that. And if you put a lot of time and money and effort into doing it in this one place, well, if things change and it no longer works for you, you're basically starting from ground zero again in terms of setting these things up. So my best recommendation would be a couple of things. Number one, I do believe it's important for businesses to have the ability to sell their products online. And the first step in that should be setting up a spreadsheet. So if you try and add these products in manually, 
you're going to have to do that same exact process anywhere else. If you change things, if you change pricing, if you change vendors, that can be very time consuming. So just as an ease of use suggestion, set up a spreadsheet if you're a business owner or help your clients if you're the marketer. And I actually did this um, many years ago for this exact situation, not necessarily for this Facebook platform, but it was something that we did for a website. This client had thousands of products. So I made a spreadsheet that literally I could pull long descriptions, short descriptions, tags, all of these different things, just based on some attributes. So expedite the process of getting products in a collective location with the images, with the titles, prices, and every important detail you would need. If you have that spreadsheet, you can upload it to your Facebook catalog, but you can also upload it to a Shopify store or Mm -hmm. upload it to your own website or use it anywhere else that you would want to use that. Virtually any platform can utilize an Excel spreadsheet format, but very few retailers have these. You could export it from your point of sale system. So if you do have products already set up in there, it can be more difficult in some platforms than others but at least attempt to export this list of products and find a way to systemize updating those so that if you ever have to move off of this platform, you don't have to start all over again. You don't have to try and copy and paste each individual product. I definitely think that, you know, having a third party processor is a good idea as well. Don't just rely on being able to process through Facebook alone. Cause again, we never can foresee the future. We just can't. It's the same thing that happened with the Facebook page likes. Everyone built up their page likes and then they literally ripped the rug out from under you. So just don't put all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. Be willing to try new things, but don't build this online portion of your business, especially if it's a brand new side of your business based only on these platforms. But I do think it might be easy for people to start small and potentially build out from there. Um, Legally, I really think that those shipping terms and conditions and the refunds are probably the biggest thing that you're going to have to focus on. Mm -hmm. Um, However, they're only going to approve you if you have a tax identification number, if they have all of your business data, like it's just like signing up for a Stripe account or something like that. They're going to verify that you're a real business, make sure that, you know, you have the proper, um, you know, structure for that business in order to protect themselves. They're not just going to give it to random people. Um, outside of that, you know, it's really hard to say, I think just having those clear terms up front is going to be the most important thing. Disputes. I don't necessarily know how they're going to handle that. Um, because Facebook is going to be handling that internally. If you use their checkout platform. Mm -hmm. And all I know is that uh, handling disputes is not always a fun thing and it doesn't (laughs) always work in your favor. Even if you do everything right, Right. it doesn't always work. (laughs) And that goes back to your point of not having it all, all your eggs in one basket. And so what the good thing is, I like how you can have a Shopify store and actually move some of that over. You can move your catalog over, but you're not solely relying on Facebook. So I thought that's, those those are really good points. So here's the million dollar question. And so a lot of people are asking this in the comments, but I'm gonna pick up uh, Christina's one from YouTube. Will this support instant downloads, digital products like courses, templates, logos? I know a lot of people would love to be able to sell that straight from Facebook. So have we heard anything about that? Will we be able to? I mean, what are your thoughts, Allie? 
Sadly, no, not at this time. So I would love that option as well. Um, right now, this is only for sellers of physical goods that are going to be shipped. So those are the regulations at the current time. You could still set up a Facebook shop with a, a product catalog mm-hmm. as far as I know, because again, I've done this for people who they did have physical products, but they weren't selling it directly online. It was more of a product catalog, but you could have a link in there that directs them to whatever external source you are selling them from. That's probably about as good as you're going to get right now. So they may change that. If this you know turns out to be a big hit, adding the ability for instant downloads like you can do with Etsy. I mean, it's a great thing for marketers and info product sellers, but right now they're uh, strictly serving, again, this local business market, which I don't know. We don't know yet how much it will serve them, right. but uh, they're not really serving traditional online businesses. And that's where, you know, info products are usually sold. So it might be something they roll out later, but you can't do it right now. Gotcha. Cool. Well, there's a few other products that Facebook announced, but before moving on, there were several questions about this in the comments. I know it is a hot topic, but uh, Facebook shops is rolling out now, according to Facebook, and it will be more widely available in the coming months. So no exact word on what countries or where quite yet. Um, The company did provide insights into how it is building shops with privacy in mind and how to get started on with shops on the Facebook for business site. So that is their Facebook for business site. Uh, Both of those links will be found in the show notes this week. So you can quickly go there and find that, or you can just go to the Facebook for business site. It is, um, as you can imagine, front and center this week. So you'll be able to find that. So it'll provide more details, some of which I know people are very interested in. But okay, so we've kind of talked about this a little bit as we're talking about Facebook shops, but there is also the rollout on Instagram shops. So Mm -hmm. like its counterpart on the Facebook flagship site, Instagram shop is offering an immersive online experience where you can go to a business's Instagram profile or their Facebook page, as well as find these shops through feed stories and ads is what Facebook is saying. It is, again, saying free and simple to create. I'm no doubt will be under the same terms as Facebook shops. And it is being expanded globally to all businesses now, but it is starting a, it is in a phased rollout. So again, you, if you don't have it now, you'll be having it soon, no doubt. And I know this hasn't really officially rolled out. So all the breakdowns and everything we're going to talk about is really based on the information that Instagram and Facebook has provided. But based on what is reported, there's two parts of this, right? So there's the Facebook shop, which you can find on the business Instagram profile. And then there's also the part about shopping through the explore tab. And that wasn't quite clear how that would roll out. So Ali, could you break it down for us, how each of these things will look like, how they'll work together? Because it looks like on the explore tab, they're being, products are being featured, but it didn't necessarily say how they're being featured. So break it down for us and tell us what is the difference between the three shopping experiences that they are uh, talking about this week. So it's a little hard to say exactly, you know, which one of these things will roll out first. And kind of like we talked about earlier, will this be based on the same criteria that you typically see with the explore tab, such as extremely popular content or potentially someone, I guess, that they deem important for you to see. So not exactly sure. I do 
really hope that they do something that is location-based to allow people to explore those shops that they could buy from in line that are in their local area. I mean, that example I gave earlier of the goat milk soaps that I just Mm -hmm. bought last night, she is in my city, but I still bought it online. She's still shipping it to me, but guess what? I feel great because I didn't just support a local artisan, which I would love to do anyway, but I supported a local artisan in my city, my community. So that's important to me. I think it's important to a lot of other people, especially right now. So I really hope that location relevance is a part of this. I think it's probably also going to depend on the other shops that you engage with in the same way that your Explore page is curated in some ways based on the people you follow. Although I have been paying attention a lot to it and I don't know, they, mine is not necessarily based on what I engage with. It's (laughs) a lot of like fashion stuff. It's just, I'm all my profile is like business people. So it's, I, I don't really know exactly what their process is for that, but I do hope that they will keep that small business focus in mind and really let people who want to shop those places, find them a bit more easily. So what originally has been on Facebook or on Instagram for shopping is being able to tag those products, allowing someone to click on that tag that pops up and then go to that product or go to an external site. So they're going to continue to have that. They're just adding these additional features. So that's my question. So because some people have this already, like I have some clients that already have that they can click on it and shop. So Mm -hmm. are they going to have to change stuff up? And the other question, because it's really confusing when, especially if you're not inside of the back end of Facebook and all that stuff, but are they tying into the same catalog? Is Facebook tying into the same catalog that Instagram is? So I just want to make sure. Okay. I just want to double check that with Yeah, they've always been uh, utilized from that same catalog, which is nice because, I mean, ultimately, your product should be consistent no matter where they're going. Mm -hmm. But you do want to keep in mind the visuals that will perform best Mm -hmm. on both platforms. So, for instance, you may find that an isolated product photo may perform best on Facebook if someone's in your shop, depending on what you sell. I think we all know that on Instagram, the lifestyle photos, the room scenes, the product in an environment in which it would be used is likely what's going to perform best. That's the content that already performs best. Mm -hmm. So the difference is you can organize things differently and it's going to be easier for people to see all of what you offer. At this point, on Instagram, to the best of my knowledge, there was not a place for someone to see your entire product collection. Mm. It was based on those tags specifically. So if you had a photo with that product in it, you're going to tag it. For this, there will actually be a tab on the Instagram profile that will allow them to see your different collections. So it's going to force some retailers to put their products in collections for the first time. I think that's definitely going to be a benefit. Um, Too many businesses don't really think about grouping things effectively for the person that's shopping. Mm -hmm. And it will just allow them more extensive access to the entirety of the product catalog. The shopping tags are still going to be used. And then adding to the explore tab is one of those newer features. Still not a hundred percent sure how that's going to be used, but it will have its own tab in explore is what they're saying. So it may be mixed in with everything else you see on explore right now, but it's also going to have this separate area to explore shops specifically. I personally think this may be a bit more effective overall on Instagram because 
the statistics show that people on Instagram have purchased based on what they're seeing. Most people follow brands on Instagram. It's a little bit more mainstream, especially with like the like to know app Mm -hmm. for fashion and clothing. People are just a little bit more primed to search for products and shop them on Instagram. I do think that Facebook um, will probably pick up fairly quickly if this becomes more heavily utilized. We just don't really see it outside of, you know, traditional e-commerce on Facebook very often. So, and it's mainly like retargeting ads. I don't see a ton of stuff that is product only focused uh, for the very first time. It's usually just based on websites I've already viewed. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest differences though, is that you will be able to have a specific product page on Instagram. So they don't have to go anywhere else. They can see all of those things within the app. I don't know if that's going to be based only on if you use the checkout feature. I hope not because I think that there's a lot of people who will want to use that that maybe don't want Facebook checkout. That's probably going to be the thing that will incite the most purchases in my mind, because similar to the reason why Facebook forms or Facebook messenger can work is because you are keeping people in platform. It is a faster, more seamless experience. Doesn't necessarily mean it's better all the time. Sometimes people need more information than what you can provide in those formats, but you will have the ability to have description and should be able to provide the exact same information that you would traditionally have on your product page. So I do really, really like that. And then the last thing, which is just going to be in beta for now, so we don't know exactly what that will look like moving forward either, is shopping ads. So just really selling an individual product that someone can purchase directly from that ad. I mean, that's what they're rolling out. So that could be powerful. And as soon as we get any screenshots or if you guys are (laughs) listening or watching and you get this, make sure you tag us, let us know, because we want to, I know Grace, you know, goes and finds screenshots, all sorts of things and drops them in the Saturday article, which she has the great roundup of everything we've talked about today. But Bruce has this great question and it's going to lead right into our next bit of news. He goes, maybe Facebook can tie in local stores and their Facebook QVC lives in the Facebook local app. Well... Bruce, there's going to be a new thing that Facebook is launching, uh, the capability to sell products through live videos. So QVC on Facebook can actually happen. Um, So with all these new shopping experiences that are coming out to Facebook, to Instagram, they're actually testing right now uh, the ability to sell products in real time through live shopping. So soon, uh, sellers, brands, creators will be able to tag products from their Facebook shop or catalog before they go live, and as they broadcast, these products appear at the bottom of their live video where viewers can easily tap to learn more about them. And it's actually being tested right now on businesses on Facebook and Instagram and will roll out more broadly in the coming months. Like I said, if you have this or you see it, take a screenshot and let us know at Social Media Examiner because we'd love to uh, check that out. So it is exactly like QVC and the Home Shopping Network. So uh, they actually even did this huge article about the AI that was using it to, you know, how it's going to be used in uh, this new age of shopping online. So it's very, very cool. It's built on billions of images. And so it's supposed to be really good for fashion items and furniture and auto. I don't know who's going to buy an auto from a, I guess. I mean, yeah, do it on Facebook. Cars, maybe cars do really well on marketplace. Actually, Jeff, like, but I mean, like cars, would you buy a new car just from Facebook? 
I bought a new car. Yeah, she's like, I did it. I did it yesterday. I did it. I did it. Like I was talking about getting a new car for my husband and this ad popped up and we bought that car. Yeah, like, it's amazing. So you know, ads work, people. So they work. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they, they, on me. <laughs> so this is like we said, it's going to turn it to basically the home shopping network. So do you think, Ally, this is going to lead to a rise in more channel selling products? And would you recommend this for, you know, your clients or companies that and how could they use this to set themselves apart by using live video to, to sell? I actually think it's one of the most exciting features, to be honest. I know businesses that don't know much about ads, but they do know how to go live. Okay. Um, especially during this time period, I know of more businesses that have been doing it. I hope it's like that on a widespread level, but I still think a lot of businesses are very hesitant to do video period. So they're going to be even more hesitant to do live video. However, the people who are comfortable with it, they have been doing it more and they have been selling products in a workaround way. So for instance, someone who is selling clothing, well, they're not going to be having people in their store. At least they didn't in the last two months necessarily. So they're doing try-ons on this live video and they're telling people, if you want to buy this, comment this and we'll send you the link to purchase it. Mm -hmm. So then they're messaging those people. They are selling products already through lives. I think that live video, I mean, it doesn't have to be live, but I do love the aspect of people being able to comment in real time, you being able to answer their questions about the product as soon as they ask them, that's hugely powerful. And then of course, Facebook still is trying to push their live feature. So you may potentially get in front of a lot more people than you would be able to if it was an uploaded video. Mm -hmm. I also think it's going to force businesses to realize how important product demonstrations actually are. Again, my experience with retailers, like I have just found that they don't really think like that very often. They're not thinking about taking a physical product, holding it up, showing how it's used. Like it doesn't matter if it's a face cream. I don't have to put it on to describe it, to talk about it. Video is powerful because there's more emotion, but you can also show more features. Mm -hmm. Maybe somebody wants to know how the little you know, pump works. (laughs) I don't know. People have really weird questions about products sometimes. So being able to show all of the features, maybe talk about the variations that you have within that same type of product, show variations, especially anything that may work differently for different types of people or something like clothing where you really want to see it on. I mean, if I buy clothing online, I heavily rely on the photo reviews So I can identify, okay, that has a similar body type as me. So I can assume that will look like that on me. It's very hard to tell if it's not on a person. So there are certain businesses where it's going to be very necessary, I think. And I think it may also encourage other businesses who have never given this a shot to be more of that QVC salesperson for their own products, like demonstrate, answer questions, and let people buy if they want to buy. So I think it's a really cool feature and I can't wait to see how many people actually take advantage. I am too. I'm excited. (laughs) And I think it's also going to be really cool because if you have a connection with uh, selling stuff online and they come into your store, they already feel like they know you. So that's another thing. I think live video is great uh, to do that for local businesses. So Grace, um, let's go into this next bit of news where Facebook is going to, this loyalty program. So am I going to get my Facebook card punched every time I buy a Sunday? (laughs) What's going to happen here? (laughs) Well, Maybe. Um, 
I guess it could. I mean, so this is just a, it's the one final thing we wanted to talk about. It is a minor update, but it is something that we'd love to get your take on, Allie. So Facebook is testing a way for customers to connect their company loyalty program. So again, getting that punch for every time you get a sticker or getting points every time I go to Sephora um, and they would, they would just be tied to your uh, Facebook profile. And that would enable these businesses that are presumably putting their shops online, uh, excuse me, putting their shops on Facebook and on Instagram and enable these businesses to manage those loyalty programs through their Facebook shop accounts. So in March, Facebook actually piloted a program in the U.S. in which a handful of businesses were able to connect their existing customer brand loyalty memberships to a Facebook identity, Sephora being one of them. So this week, it seems that Facebook is expanding on that program to include small businesses that are interested in creating and managing or even surfacing a loyalty program along with those Facebook shops. However, the company didn't really share any details. It was, again, just one of those minor updates. But Ali, how can a brick and mortar business tie their loyalty program to their Facebook marketing in order to drive more of that foot traffic or, you know, online, digital online, you know, foot traffic at this point? I think this is going to be a cool feature. I honestly believe that not enough local businesses have a loyalty rewards program. Two ways to grow your business or more than two ways, but two main ways. Number one, get more new customers. Number two, make more from your existing customers. Having a loyalty rewards program is one of the basics of making more from your existing customers. Um, I think about Domino's. Domino's loyalty rewards program has worked really, really well. I don't even like Domino's. I don't eat pizza that much, but um, my husband uses them on the regular <laughs> because he knows that he gets that like sixth pizza for free. Right. And so he's always like excited to cash that in. It's psychological, but it's also like, why would I spend my money elsewhere for the same thing when I know it's not going towards my ultimate, you know, free thing or whatever that benefit is. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a loyalty rewards program, maybe this is the push you need to actually get that into place. If you already have one, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. Only time will tell. But if you are offering someone the ability to purchase online, maybe for the first time, you may have no other way of tracking that person if the only way you've done it in the past has been in store. Mm -hmm. So them giving you the ability to do this, it could be great because maybe someone would avoid buying online if they didn't think that those points were going to count depending on what your program actually looks like. So that could be a good thing. In all honesty, I truly believe that it's probably more to the benefit of the advertisers in terms of tracking what people are buying most frequently um, and being able to utilize that data to optimize for targeting. That's yeah. just my instinct. I don't know that for sure, but um, I can't really see a huge downside unless your customers may not be comfortable with that type of data being shared with Facebook. Because ultimately, if you're pulling it in from your offline store, you are giving their info yeah, there could, be some, there could be some privacy things there. But like Mary Allison says, oh, if I can get my Facebook loyalty card to be punched every time I drink coffee, preach it. Yeah, so that would be great. Yeah, so, I'd be rich in yes, loyalty exactly. points. Exactly. <laughs> what would they tie it into ads? You get every third ad free? I don't know. Um, that would be nice. But it'd be <laughs> really be awesome. great. Yeah, I know a lot of marketers would love that. So 
Allie, so many people have said in the comments and uh, during the show today how, you know, this is great information. Thank you so much for this. So where can people find out more about you and your services? Well, a couple different places. Uh, my website is AllieBloydMedia.com, but I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube under Allie Bloyd, B-L-O-Y-D, or Allie Bloyd Media. I'm actually doing a really fun like content creation challenge for local businesses coming up soon. So if you're interested in that, you'd probably want to connect with me on Facebook uh, just to get the details. But I would love to connect with any of you and hopefully we can chat another time. Awesome. So, Thank you, um, Allie. Thanks. And another thing is, is I know Grace is going to do a little uh, talk about this just really quick, but Allie is actually going to be, she told us before the show, teaching inside of the society. And we're very excited to, she always, I mean, she gave us so much information today. Just think about when she can do it, you know, really yeah. focused on the society. So I'm so excited to see you in there as well. I thank you so much for your, your thoughts today. Well, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, guys. So fun. Thank you, Allie. Oh, you are welcome. And don't forget to go check out the where you can sign up to find out more about the society at socialmediasociety.info. That's socialmediasociety.info. For more details, links, and notes on everything discussed in today's episodes, you can find that in our Social Media Marketing Talk Show Recap. It's published on Saturdays at Social Media Examiner, and you can find that at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash news. And make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify, and we have new episodes that publish every Saturday. And we we would love so much for you guys to leave a review. Our next show is Friday, May 29th, 2020 at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And as always, uh, we would love for you guys to sign up and find out when all of our shows are by going to our weekly show calendar. You can find it at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show. Thank you to our audience for joining us today. And a very, very special thank you to Allie Bloyd. Uh, she gave us a ton, a ton of great insight. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we will see you next time. I know. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.